documented 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. As Apollo 11 does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. Thank you for taking time from your life to be here. Today on the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast, uh, I want to talk about orbs. My two guests today are Janet, who lives just outside the city where I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and Aneta from Macedonia. There are a number of people around the world now who are busy filming orbs, which comes in three different uh, types. There's uh, a mist that will appear. There are the various orbs. And then there are uh, beams where uh, it either looks like a beam of light or the orb is moving so very fast that it leaves like a trail. It makes it look like a, um, like a beam of light. So we basically discussed some of the photographs that have been taken. Uh, both these uh, women spend a lot of time outside filming. And in this interview, we sort of go through all the possibilities and the types of cameras that are used, and some of the films that have been taken. Orbs, I think, will end up being a very uh, important subject for research. There's more and more groups that are forming, more and more uh, photographs that are being put out there. And the key to this is that a lot of the people who have got photographs have not got one or two. They've got tens of thousands of photographs. I would estimate at this point there is easily, that I'm aware of, half a million photographs around the world of this orb phenomena, uh, which was not around when I started. I had one orb experience in 1976 where I was about uh, 50 feet away. I was going to jump on it. But we didn't have the word orb in 1976. We called them ground lights. When I talked to the Canadian government guy that I knew, he was the metallurgist with the Defense Research Board, I asked him about them, and he said, oh, you mean monitors? He said, yeah, we had those back in the 1950s, but again, they were using a different term for them. He said they were, his impression was that they were um, objects that were dropped by the crafts, and they were monitoring the activities of the UFO people. And they are actually described in literature from the 1950s from the Canadian government, from uh, Wilbert Brockhouse Smith, who ran the Canadian Flying Saucer Investigation. So this has been around for a while, but it's becoming very, very popular since the um, dis- the uh, discovery of the digital camera. A lot of people get these on digital, but that is not exclusive. There are a number that we have going back even a 100 years of photographs where orbs are appearing on regular 35 millimeter or even before that. So enjoy this conversation with Janet and uh, Annetta. Um, we will um, be doing more shows on orbs. In fact, we were contacted uh, with some new photographs once we did this uh, interview. So enjoy the interview, and if you have any questions... Uh, you can contact me at whitehouseufo at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I had a dream last night. Everything was beautiful. Everything was a spark in the heart of darkness, of wonder and blue. I had a dream last night. Everything was all Everybody was a small light in a dark room And you looked like Chinese lanterns swaying in the wind 
waves of fireflies Breathing out, breathing in Sounded like starlight whispered Ear to ear, billions of small lights Billions of small lights Billions of small lights Singing Singing Oh wow And so so you're you're still in Macedonia. Do you have two places where you you have the summer someplace else? Yes, uh, I have the summer house in Montenegro, but I'm actually here now today I'm here. Okay. Unfortunately, I cannot go to the sea <laughs> now yet. Everything is closed. Oh uh, yeah, that's the same here. Everything's really shutting down here. Yeah. Ah, and, anyway, uh, this is um, for people that are listening in. This is the uh, um, Paranormal UFO uh, Consciousness Podcast. And I have Aneta from Macedonia. And I have uh, Janet from right outside the city where I live here. And we're going to be discussing orbs. Because uh, that's one of the big subjects. Um, so can we sort of, um, well, first let me ask you, I sent the photo the other day, or I put it on my Facebook, the one from uh, Tress from Scotland. Did you see that photo? Yeah, ask me. With the big, yeah, well, either of you, you can jump uh, in. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Yeah, great pictures and, uh, uh, yeah, beautiful, good wow. So let me, that let me, was the one from her son, right? Uh, her, she was the grandmother, and the kids were playing. That was that great big orb. The big giant one, yeah, with the yeah. size of the backyard. That was. Yeah. There's just so. Let me ask both of you. We maybe start with Janet and then go to Anetta. What do you, What do you think the orb thing is all about? Because I was in this since 1975, and I saw an orb. Uh, but it was much more sort of physical type thing from about 50 feet away. I was going to jump on it. I told the story. Uh, but they're really, at that time, the word orb didn't even exist. We were calling them ground lights. The Canadian government was calling them monitors. And so what do you think about the orb phenomena? Is this new? What, what, what's your impression of what's going on? Because both of you do a lot of photographing of orbs. So start with Janet. What do you think it, orb is all about? What's your impression? Um, my impression is that they are some kind of energy or spirit. I wasn't aware of them until we went down, Miles and I went down to uh, Sedona, and we were lucky enough to go out on a, a UFO watch with Tom Dongo down there. So Tom has a long history and just knows a ton of stuff. And um, he was talking to us about orbs, and he said, out on that location, for sure, we're going to get orbs tonight. And uh, of course, we're both intrigued. So he was taking pictures and um, there was a lot of orbs around Miles and myself. And he says, wow, I've never seen quite that many orbs around people. So we were hooked after that. And then I guess about it took me about a year later to figure out whether I had orbs on this land that we live on, because I didn't know when we were in Sedona, if those orbs were sort of initiated because of Tom, you know, because of his energy, or if they belong to the land. So you never know, right? So then I started taking pictures out here and uh, sort of mentally, you know, you sort of talk to them when you're out there. And so we started to get a few and then more and more. And the more we leaned into it, the more you get. So um, I think there's an energy on our land, um, a little bit of a historic one. So I don't know if it's attached to that or if it's attached right to the person as an antenna or a combination of both. But it is, I, th I think there's spirits or other dimensional because now when I'm starting to take so many photographs, there's so many different kinds. There's mists, there's colors. And, and yeah, I'll let Annette talk now. Yes, I agree with you, Janet. Uh, for me, with my experience, uh, sometimes uh, they presented uh, 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 the ships present themselves or transform themselves first in orb, then they take form. Uh, sometimes there is a vehicle where you can you can you can uh, see and meet 
that's in my case, it is. Uh, there are two types of orbs. Uh, I have this, you saw my pictures, usually flying big uh, balls, orbs. Uh, I think they're they a vehicle and it's extraterrestrial, but I have just only one picture with a different type of orb, and uh, it was a few years ago. And this, in this orb, that was my, a few months before my mother passed away. And I, in, in this orb was my mother's face. And it was the, the only picture with the face of my mother that was different with, uh, um, uh, with the other pictures I have of orbs. Uh, their vehicles, they are, I don't know, they're very, very intriguing, uh, you know, subject is about the orbs. Uh, energies, beings, uh, really, we, we, I, need, I need more time and experience to find it out. I don't think I will find it out because every time it's something new and new and new. But uh, I think it can be many things. Yes. So both of you are photographing, uh, Janet, you're using a, a point and shoot camera and Annetta, you're using a, an iPhone, is that correct? Uh, yes, it's, it's a cell phone. It is a cell, it's not an iPhone, but it's a cell phone. Uh, I think it's a Samsung something okay. like that. Yes. And Janet, you're and, using the, you actually use a number of cameras, right, Janet? You have, because Miles helps you. So describe the kind of cameras you're using. Okay, so uh, a point-and-shoot camera, and I, I'm not, uh, I don't know a lot about cameras, so some of the uh, information I'm using comes out of the ORP Project uh, book, the Michael uh, led with Klaus Heinemann book, so it's, it's just a little, uh, I've upgraded, I've got a Canon PowerShot now, so they're just little point-and-shoots, so the first one I was using had... Um, a uh, plate in it or a plasma plate in it called CCD, I think. And uh, Klaus talks about that in the book as being sensitive. However, the new one I bought, uh, sensitive plate is called CMO, I think, or COM, CMOS. And uh, the new technology on that seems to be uh, equally sensitive to um, the energy. So the new camera I have is excellent too. Miles has an upgraded one and his pictures of orbs come out as a tinier point of light and uh, in the in the Heinemann book he talks about uh, cameras having um, hot mirrors in them and the hot mirrors are put in there to filter out the infrared energy so I think that filters out some of the orb energy. So the um, point and shoot cameras don't have the same amount of hot mirrors in them and I think they're sensitive. So uh, in his book, he talks about you need only a few photons to register on the sensitivity plate. And so not that there wasn't orb pictures before, I think when people were using film, but I think the new technology, the sensitivity to just a few photons really has uh, come across with the uh, point-and-shoot cameras. So the new one I bought, I think, was $220. But, um, yeah, it's equally as good as... Um, and I haven't had much luck with my cell phone. Now, I know lots of people do, so it, is it the person's energy? I'm not sure. Combination, maybe? And you're using a flash? Always. Yes. Yeah. Always, always a flash. And uh, in the Orb book... Um, I, I really uh, like this art book, and if people are interested in it, it has a, quite a scientific background to it, and because uh, the gentleman that wrote it is a physicist, and he's researched it, so he says the flash fluoresces the orbs, so the orbs are already there, they don't necessarily generate their own light all the time, but when you use the flash, it fluoresces it, it as in reflects it back. So that's his explanation on that, which is interesting. And Nettie, you're using you're using a flash as well. Yes, yes, I do, I do, as well as this uh, infrared um, camera I have, uh, and the results are amazing. 
amazing. But unfortunately, as I said before, we are here closed from uh, 8 uh, p.m. to 5 a.m. So I cannot go outside. So freely to to take some snaps. Wow. Yeah. So you're you're so you describe the infrared camera. What is that all about? Well, uh, I, I I my my son uh, gave it to. For my birthday, this for my birthday, and it is uh, I don't know now the name of the camera. It's an Italian, uh, got some Italian name. Uh, I don't use flash normally here. There is no flash, and uh, this is a binoculars and infrared camera. I can make also pictures with this. Yes, and uh, it's quite uh, yet new for me. I have still to 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 to. Uh, learn to use it uh, uh, when we when we will be free again to go outside and I think I will have this uh, possibility to get more pictures and videos but of course there's no no light this this uh, camera does, doesn't have light okay so before the shutdown you were filming every night yes every every night every night wow and, and Janet, you're shooting every day now? Um, lots of days, lots of evenings I go out. I'll miss a little bit here or there. But um, yeah, it's not unusual for me to go out even in just 45 minutes to walk up the road and uh, click off 100 pictures as long as your uh, flash lasts, right? <laughs> when, the flat, when the battery cokes, uh, conks out, then you got to go home. <laughs> and it is hard. And, and you're on, you're on a you're on a farm area. You're out in the country, so you can sort of move around, and there's nobody around and stuff like that. You don't really have the city lights to contend with and stuff like that. Right. So we um, yeah, we've got five acres out here. So when um, you and Desta and Mark came out for the orb shoot, uh, we were shooting just in the backyard and around that area. In the winter, when that's kind of filled, well, hopefully filled up with snow, right? Um, in the winter, I just walk up the road. And um, there's sort of certain areas that are better than others. Um, so that's what makes me wonder if um, the energy is either attached to ley lines or uh, some kind of earth energy like that. Still figuring it out. You know, I have thousands of pictures, right? And now I'm still still trying to see the patterns. Of course, there's patterns, but yeah, you get addicted to it. And then you go out and uh, you think you've seen it all. And then a new... A new um, something new shows up and you're sort of right back to square one, just as curiosity as as ever, right? <laughs> you, do, you get hooked. You and Miles have a Facebook site. What's it called uh, for your orb stuff? What is it called? It's called the Orbs of St. Clements. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, uh, we love to have people look at this stuff. So what I'll do is I'll uh, do, uh, do some shoots. Um, then we'll go through and pick out and enlarge some stuff. And Miles is uh, really good at doing all the posting and that. And um, just, you know, to get people aware that there's many, they look like many different things, right? There's mists, there's the veils, there's, uh, you know, there's lots of things going on. So keep an open mind, love to have people look at it because I think more and more people are getting getting hooked on it or it's, it seemed to be more prevalent, right? It's almost like they're opening the veil. Uh, and Annetta, you have the same sort of, um, you, you have a, a whole um, complex of stuff. Um, Janet, they have the, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. She has the, um, the mist. You have a lot of the mist ones, but if you've seen Janet Miles' photographs, the mist is like sand. It's like, like, like somebody made that um, comment that they said, oh, they're just taking sand and gluing it to a, <laughs> to a piece of glass shooting. Because that's what it looks like. It looks like sand but it's only part of the photograph it's very clear the edges on it and yeah. it, it's very granular whereas yours is missed and you've gotten things like you've gotten the beings you've got uh uh beams you've got uh, the whole thing can you describe sort of um the, the collection of stuff you've got anetta well uh before i take pictures uh, it is like, you know, the will and the love to, to go outside and to take the pictures. Sometimes it's like some kind of hole and I go just outside and uh, my heart explodes and uh, this, I, I take this, I should this, just these pictures. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just loving 
what surrounds me. And then comes this uh, sort of a fog, mist, which is, yes, completely sort of different from Janet. And these rays and the ETs and the orbs. And sometimes it's like, you know, I, I was at the beginning, I was thinking maybe it, uh, it's a vapor from something from, but it is, you know, mostly of the pictures uh, they, are, they are done outside and uh, these pictures that I have, the fog pictures, they're in the, or when it's uh, cooler in the, in the winter time. So there is no vapor in anything outside. And I was, you know, I had this doubt uh, and these pictures, I mean, this this uh, this uh, fog, I, I I have in two three pictures, and then it stops, then comes the orbs, and after that, uh, I have this rays. Not all the time, but there are sometimes some nights that are excellent, unforgettable. I have everything from everything <laughs> that I completely, of course, don't understand. I have to I have to learn. Sometimes it's like, you know, it's like, like loving to go outside and enjoying the, the universe and, and the air, the, the, the trees around. And I think when you have this intention and when you have the feeling, because the both go together, the consciousness and the feeling, the heart connection, then you will have and meet and invite all the universe in your garden, in your backyard, uh, whenever you are. It's amazing. But you have to connect your consciousness and your feelings. And sometimes I get these messages by feelings, you know. Sometimes when I'm shooting these pictures, I'm thinking about the earth. I'm thinking about the animals. I'm feeling some the pain of the animals and of, of the earth and the people actually right now in this very hard period for the whole globe is COVID thing, the suffering and the limitations of the freedom of thinking. It it's, makes me crying sometimes. It is, you know, like being happy, be loving and crying. It's the minute after that, you feel sorrow. It's it's terrible thing. It's terrible thing. But uh, I, I will I will I will get to the point. What I wanted to say. Yeah. You have your intention, and you have your feelings, and you invite everybody. That's the secret. That's 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 how we are connected. That's how I saw that everything is connected. Wow, beautiful, and and so you have the love. You always mention that love is the basic core of the attitude you have to have when you go out there. Correct? Absolutely, it is the the, the highest frequency. It is the connection, the energy uh, of the connection energy of everything, because it's for example when you do a simple, whatever job you do, when you put love and passion in it, then you will get the. a, a perfect beautiful results when you put love and this this high frequency love and you 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 have everybody and everything around and you connect to everything and that what we must learn that is our lesson here everybody's lesson beautiful you mentioned the death of your mother and i know that janet had a son die that she has some some contacts and stuff going on is is there a connection there that because sometimes when i wrote contact modalities i talk about this ripping of the veil that you have a trauma event that seems to open things up that you said like near-death experience people have the near-death experience and suddenly they're surrounded by uh paranormal phenomena it's almost like they sort of rip the veil do you think there may be something in terms of uh, events of people dying that that is tied into this that makes it open up a little bit Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I felt my mother's spirit inside the house for almost eight months. And I also did this picture from, from her. I, I felt her, I knew that, that she was all around me. And after 
some period of time then then she's she she's gone but uh before the loss of my mother i lost my father that's how i started to do this c5 protocol and meditations and i think that that's that period opened uh, gave me a chance to open up a little bit to be more sensitive to the things i've got the trauma yes with the loss of my father and also loss of my mother and uh, i think uh it's correct. These traumas can can open up uh, more more to the unseen uh, things, and believe me, they are existing. And I don't think there is a death. I I, I saw it. I, I didn't had a near death experience, but through my life experience by losing both parents, I saw that there is no end. Life don't doesn't end. It's just a energy transformation. Now you're today you are here and then tomorrow you are somewhere else, but you're not dying. Wow. What do you say, Jenna? Um, for sure, at the trauma event, and I think it is part of the learning curve because um, all through my life, different paranormal things have happened. So you start with recognizing that. Um, just a, a quick aside, I was on a school trip that went to England and uh, just some strange things happened. I was uh, uh, looking at a picture in a, in a store window and it was just a pen sketch. And all of a sudden, swoosh, I was in that picture. I was dressed like a Roman soldier and I was looking over uh, this wall, looking at these other Roman soldiers and I couldn't figure out why I was hiding from them because we're dressed the same way. So, and then whoosh, I was back out of the picture. Then at that time, we also went to Stonehenge and that would be in 1975. They were still letting you walk around in around the stones. And I, I had just had an, uh, just a scary experience there. I didn't want to get off the bus. I was nauseous. I could not walk into that stone circle. It, it really, really bothered me. I did end up going in there, but I got out as fast as possible. And um, then another incident happened in a, in a castle where um, I knew what was down the hallway and in this room, although I'd never been there. So that happened to me at uh, 15 or 16. So I think all the way along the line, your mind is taught or you recognize these things happen. So when you, you know, all the way through and past lives right you start to explore that stuff so when for me when I got to the trauma event of my son dying I was very much aware that he was not gone that the energy had transformed right yes I felt him around and you know things go bump and there's a knocking on the window and um, I you know had this uh, a port thing happen uh, one time so there's all these tweaks all the way through my life so when you get to the end of, uh, to the trauma event, I, I think you understand it a little better. And I think that the orbs might be sort of the next stage of my learning because, you know, it's, it's been a constant one thing after another, just enough to keep you tweaked and paying attention that there's way more. So I think the orbs show up as just sort of the next chapter of my learning. That's kind of my take on it. I have to jump in here because I'm, you know, I'm doing a book on a port. So I, you may have told me the story, repeat the story about the port uh, because um, I, I've forgotten it. Okay. So um, my son's name was Barry. Um, and uh, so at one time uh, I was doing some market gardening and uh, taking our wares to um, uh, the place in town where we set up the tent. We had all our vegetables on the tent, on the table there. So anyways, um, we're selling the vegetables and my partner at the time, you know, went somewhere and looked at some other goods and then he'd come back and I'd go and look at some other vendors. So when I came back, there was this bear on the table. So it was a composite bear, probably six inches long, four inches tall. And uh, I said to him, did you buy this bear? And he goes, no, I didn't buy it. I thought you bought it. I says, well, I didn't buy it. So then I took this bear and I went around and talked to the vendors. Right. Did, did uh, maybe somebody set this down? It's a small market. So I talked to the people there. Maybe somebody had bought it and set it down and nobody, nobody claimed it. And, and it's just like, 
my goodness, of course, Barry's nickname was Bear. <laughs> you know, we always called him the Bear. And this bear showed up and it's just like, are you kidding? You know, and he was a bit of a, a character. So he would be doing stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't recall that, sir. That's th thanks for that. One more thing before I go back to Annetta. You, you do metal art. Is that your orb thing on the wall over there? Yes, it is. So remember I told you the story about... Uh, when I was out walking and I get these beautiful mists of orbs and I, I said, of course I'm talking to the orbs, right? I said to him, that is beautiful, but I don't know what to do it. I need more definition. So when I was walking back uh, to the house, um, that spot on the road, I, I took a picture again. And then there, there was one quite defined where the, the orbs were sort of all put together. And so I, I just laughed and I said, that's exactly what I need. So for inspiration, right? So I come home and I make this and uh, work on it. And I've had uh, several people, right? Look at that. And they're just stunned and they're like, I want one. And I haven't told them the orb story. I haven't told them what it is because they may not be open to that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I remember you telling me you were going to build it. You, you were, you were going to build the orb. Because you have all sorts of uh, metal art that you do on various subjects. You have some Sasquatches and you have all sorts of stuff. Beautiful yeah. stuff. So it's, it's oh, interesting to finally see it because you told me you were going to put it on the wall. You were going to build it. So we'll maybe put a link in there because people may want it. And I'll maybe use that for the thumbnail for this session. Because that's, that's that'll be beautiful. great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Let me ask about this video. I, I think I sent you the uh, the book. That Chris Peters, he's uh, uh, Barbara Streisand's stepson. Uh, had he's got the the orb stuff, and I, I sent it to both of you. The link, I'm not sure whether you read it, but he he wrote a book. And when I saw the stuff that he's photographing, he described it a little bit different because I've heard about. I've known him for three years. He described when this first happened. He contacted me, and I really didn't believe who he was. And finally, yeah, he is actually who he says he is. But when I saw it, I saw Annetta stuff. I go like, wow, that's exactly what she was photographing. Even the the edge of the roof, the way he photographs off the edge of the roof. And Annetta's photographs always have the edge of the house on it. And so what do you think about that, Annetta? Were you, were you kind of um, um, uh, felt a little bit vindicated that, that somebody's photographing basically the same stuff you're photographing? I'm happy. I'm happy there are a lot of people. I, I mean, the other persons who are having the similar pictures. I mean, the, the same pictures, not similar, but the same, actually, same pictures as mine. And it's incredible. I'm happy about that. Yeah. And the, uh, he thinks, yes, I, I, it's very interesting uh, thinking uh, about the, the, the event that he's having, uh, about the, the God existence and angels. But it's very curious. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I would like to to hear more about that. But yeah. I'm happy that uh, some somebody else who is taking the same pictures as mine. Absolutely, people and, should and, know. And can you see yours? Because he describes that he sees them. And the way he was describing it to me, they look like stars. And, and he talks about the government planes flying around and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, when I looked at it, I didn't see stars. I see what you were seeing. Where like in some of those photographs, he's got like, um, you know, 50 different things all moving in different directions and uh, just really reminded me of the stuff that you uh, you were photographing. And and he has the same sort of stuff like he talks about, um, you know, God and angels and stuff like that. But he even had the I don't know if you know the story. He had the the experience with the um, his wife seeing the five foot owl in the bathroom. And I said, five wow. foot? Was it five <laughs> foot? And he said, yeah. And, and I said, because most people will describe a four foot owl. And um, so he went to grab his cat. His wife called him into the bathroom. And he said, this five foot owl was sitting right on the, on the bathroom countertop. And he ran to get his camera. And when he came back, the thing was gone. So it's that same sort of thing. So, you know, if God is appearing as a, as an owl, he has, the, you know, the same sort of thing. And it's this giant mystery, almost like I have the theory of wow, where they just want you to go, wow, they're doing these really weird things and they're making you think they're making you go photograph. And that's, I think how they're raising consciousness. They're not really telling us what's going on. They're making us think about what's going on. Yes. Thinking about it, find it out, be more curious. Yeah. 
team of curious finding out and uh, finding new ways of finding out. Yes, uh, it's beautiful. I actually didn't have any animal like, uh, I mean, owl or yeah. some other kind of animal. I have this direct contact. For example, a few weeks back, I had a visit in my bath, uh, in my bedroom. And for the first time, uh, this is the new group of, of people. I call them people. I'm not calling them extraterrestrials, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this, uh, I, 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 I couldn't see them. Uh, they were transparent. There were three of them. And they were, um, they were talking, but it was not talk, you know, like language. They were like, you know, crickets when, uh, you know, this, uh, yeah. It is the first time I have this, this contact group. Absolutely. And it was beautiful, beautiful. Well, they shocked me because I was sleeping. <laughs> and it once I waked up and I saw them. And yes, they say bye and I'm gone. I don't know what went that night, but it was for the first time it was okay <laughs> awesome. could you could you feel energy like could you feel a positive energy or sometimes Absolutely. people will say that they knew they were males or females and i always say well how do you know and they just say i don't know i just know that there was a female or a male or that there was three so you're sensing you're not really seeing you're sort of sensing they're there correct? i'm sensing i'm okay. sensing yes more about the before the contact i i'm i'm like anxious something like that yeah. Uh, I feel different, absolutely. And sometimes they they come to my dreams. I'm dreaming about they are living or they are coming. I have a lot of dreams like that. And this this uh, special uh, this last uh, meeting was uh, without of any uh, without of any call without of anything. I just woke up in the middle of the night and I saw them in my bedroom. I couldn't sense, I think they were neutral, no female, no male, yeah, okay. but they were transparent, they were moving. I, I could see, uh, I could, I could see in the back of, of the shapes, uh, I mean, the, 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 the house, the corridor of my, of my house. And they, they were living, uh, they, they, they were talking in this way, <laughs> like crickets. That was wow. very interesting for the first time. <laughs> wow. Do you, do, you, uh, do you feel sort of honored like that? Um, I had an experience last night, which I eventually will talk about. It was one of the most dramatic experiences of my life. But um, I, I just look at it like I'm the luckiest person ever to live. I mean, to have these experiences. Do you feel honored? And, and why do you think you? Do you think there's a reason? Do they want you to put this out? Um, are you some sort of messenger? What do you think is why you and... Um, this, these kind of things. Absolutely, I'm honored, and I think I'm honored, and I'm, I'm extremely happy that this is happening in my life. This is the most, most important thing that is happening in my life, of course, besides the existence of my son. Absolutely. Uh, I think I, I could be a manager, uh, messenger, yeah. because, uh, <laughs> yes, this is very interesting about this invitation of this meeting that you sent me. Yeah. I will, if you let me, I will, <laughs> I will sure. sure tell you what happened. Yes, go ahead. Uh, the, the, the night before, I'm going like, like usually outside and I'm, I'm seeing two stars. They're blinking. Of course, there were two ships. They were crossing, crossing by. After that, I'm going inside. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm, I'm seeing your mail and your mail was date the day before. I said, this is not possible. You know, it is like, that's why I was like, you know, it was crazy which date, what time, when. I, I knew that they, they, were, they were signaling me that we're going to have some meeting or something will going to happen. And a few weeks before, I'm seeing almost every day double numbers, you know, one, one, three, three, like usual. And yeah, yeah. every time when we meet, it's happening. These ships are coming, they're blinking. And uh, I see your mail, like, it's not like you're sending me today. It was like you sent me the day before. Wow. It is a mystery, you know. <laughs> I really don't know what was. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I was thinking the whole day today, you know. <laughs> I don't understand, really. I, I feel honored and happy. And I think we should, uh, we should talk. And we should... Uh, <clears throat> We should uh, find more about the orb thing. 
you know they want they want the orb thing out we must we must find it out more it almost shows that want. yeah it almost shows that we're all in uh, connected yeah on a level that we really can't see that we have to realize it's all one thing we're all like maybe even working together to do something absolutely absolutely wow hey janet you've done you've not had being type events have you um no but it, it's interesting when annetta was talking about um uh hearing the voice the talking so when i was living on my own there were several nights i would wake up and and i'd hear voices talking like um i thought maybe the radio was on so you lay in bed for a minute yeah i'm really awake yeah i can still hear them so you put on your house coat you walk downstairs because you think like maybe the crazy clock radios clicked on or something right you know and you get down here no nobody's there's nobody here I'm, i was at the place by myself right so that's happened several times so you know once again that's very interesting i don't know what it right what it is but i think all these clues and all these things happen if you're open to them because sometimes um life gets very mundane right is and you think is this all there is really and so when these events happen and it's interesting and it's very mysterious and boy it makes you think and that's you know that's what keeps life very interesting now i think we're really fortunate that we can start talking about it now because so many people will not talk about it um because it was a bit taboo where do i set this down people right roll their eyes and all that so like aneta was saying i think it's time we start talking about this because once you open that door people have have all those kind of incidents and finally once you bring up the subject if they're open minded everybody says oh well and then this happened to me so people have these things happening to them all the time they just don't know what to make of it and they don't know who to talk to so that's why we're thankful for you grant that you bring this stuff out and a place to talk about it <laughs> and but you have gotten people involved you've got all sorts of people taking photographs now right well yeah you guys were out and it was fun i mean we i was hoping to do more uh but with this covid thing right yeah, we're yeah, kind of we're kind of but i would love for more people to come out and take this because you get like-minded people whether it's ce5 or people that's had experiences i really think people would love to have orb pictures you know so maybe if you just got to connect with the energy because uh it you do have to be very loving and very open and um go in with intent and and a huge heart um and then you will see like on some of those granular pictures that we took when you start blowing those up you see there's little zings of energy going in all different kinds of directions and then you see the energy um morphing into little disks and it looks like a whole universe out there so when you start to see the wonder of that we are just so naive and so um we really need to dig into it and get over ourselves because we're just a bump here <laughs> you know you you had a relative i remember you showing me photographs of some relative that was out photographing now was it your niece or somebody or oh yes so uh, my nieces came and stayed with me uh, i guess 2 years ago in the summer and they're very open to this and uh so we were out for the photographing with the girls so then the girls go home and um um well, i hope i'm not telling tales out of school here but onto the farm where i grew up and these girls are taking amazing orb pictures on their own right they go out they get these the giant red orbs you know they go out they've got all these pictures with multicolor orbs in it and i'm standing there with my mouth open because their lots of their pictures are way better than mine and it's just like wow <laughs> so if you can plant that idea and they're very open to it you know so you get the next generation thing going you know i i really think we just need to be open to these things because it's there whether you know whether you believe it or not it's there right yeah. your belief doesn't determine 
you know, it may make it show up, right? Your intent, but it's there. So I think it's time we talk about it openly. Yeah, I, I think the veil is opening. What do you think? Do you think that 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 we actually are at a point now where they don't lock you up, that, that people may not really believe it, but they understand that there are a number of people having experiences and orb stuff. And it's almost like, um, I, I refer to like when the New York Times did the article on the UFO program for the US government. I remember in the old days, people used to say, oh, if they ever said the government was was working on it, UFOs are real, people jump off bridges, people commit suicide, all the religions would fall apart, the stock market would melt down. And then, of course, the New York Times put the article out, and what happened? Absolutely nothing. Everybody went, yeah, I knew that already. <laughs> it's like everybody goes, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> that's where they do it. It's sort of I, I say we're sort of no different than any other social or political movement, whether it's gay rights or African American rights or whatever minority that they had a they they didn't have an easy time. It's not like they just got a free ride. They had to fight. People made bad movies about them, made bad jokes about them. And this sort of thing. And in the end, it just got to the point where we're doing, oh, yeah, okay, so what? I mean, it's like it, people just get used to it. I, and I hope that's where this goes because um, it, it's time. Keep an open mind, right? Remember at one time when, when I was in school, all they did was talk about the solar system and there's nothing else out in space. Well, that couldn't be so far wrong. Yeah. And it's happening in our lifetime. See, that's what amazes me from the life from the time right in our lifetime, how much of a change we've seen. And I think now we can, we can go further. And if it was just one type of orb, uh, you could maybe try and explain it away, but there's many, many kinds, right? Like there's as many uh, animals in the jungle. There's that many kinds of orbs because there's probably that many dimensional creatures out there. You know, what's your thoughts, Anetta? Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, people should uh, open their minds uh, because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I would like to say that a lot of people still think that they should exist on this, this realm, in this realm, on this earth. You know, why, why should be only you here? <laughs> it's the, the, the no sense, you know. There's a lot, a lot around you, but we have to open our eyes and we have to to, to, to find it out, be more curious about it, you know, and I think the times are changing too. But what I, what, what uh, uh, makes me afraid uh, still it's, you know, this uh, uh, government's agendas, you know, you find, you, you make a pictures of, of the UFOs and, you know, the next day, ah, oh, yes, they will attack you. They are bad and they, I don't know what, they are taking people and they are killing people. That's, that's what I, I'm afraid of, you know, what will, what could be happening next. Yeah, but people we are... must be, yes, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Must... Yeah, 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 I think you're right. People are, the government people are military people. Everybody, it's all about money for whatever your thing is. So if you're military, uh, you see everything as an enemy. Everybody's an enemy. Everybody's a bad guy, because that's how you make your money. If you if there's so no enemy, then you don't need seven hundred thirty billion dollar defense budget. You, they don't need you anymore. So you have to play that game. And um, I actually did a um, I may do another podcast on this, where they basically gave me a message because um, you hear all these stories about the government shooting them down, and I don't believe that's true. I don't think they're shooting anything down. The idea is that this phenomena is running the show. It is, is in control. And what they told me was, don't mess with us. Remember what we did to the government guys. If you remember the story of Skinwalker Ranch, and Skinwalker Ranch had all the orbs as well. They really didn't have any flying saucers, but they had orbs. They had the, the cattle mutilations. They had um, poltergeist stuff. They had uh, apportations, manifestations. The bulls put in locked trailers, just really weird stuff. And the government went in there to try to figure out because they wanted that technology. They wanted to be able to get that kind of technology for themselves. And that's when the special forces guys were walking down the road and they got the message that said, leave, you are not welcome. As if we own the property, we own this place. And, and if you know the story, they went back to wherever they lived 
and the phenomena followed them. And there was wine bottles flying through the through the the house, smashing against walls. And everybody they lived with moved out. It was apparently terrifying. And Bob Bigelow stated that when he saw, he said, when I saw what they did to the government guys, I knew it was time to sell the ranch. And that's when he sold the ranch. And that's the whole thing is that this phenomena is very just, it's very fair, uh, but it's not going to allow people to um, sort of use it to kill people and stuff like that. I still think they're running the show. And, um, the, the message is, is that message is, is coming out. They're going to try to twist it, but that's where it's good about uh, you two coming out is that people have to realize that's not what it's about. Anybody who's dealt with the phenomena, who's actually had an encounter with it, as I have, as you people have, you realize love is the core of this thing. Uh, it's, it's messaging. And that's what they said to Bob Bigelow. They said to him after it's all over on Skinwalker Ranch, what was the ultimate thing? And he said, it's all about messaging. It was all about messaging. That's what they were doing. They were messaging. Everything that happened there was about giving us a message. So you two are carrying a message that I think the more we talk about it, uh, the more people realize that these people aren't crazy. And, and eventually everybody will come to the conclusion that we come to, that this phenomena is here to warn us about whatever, nuclear weapons, um, the separation in the world where we're not one we're all fighting with each other and stuff like that and so i think it's very important hopefully we can somehow get a day when when everybody gets their camera get anetta in canada or we go to europe or something <laughs> where we have these big events because you remember janet we had the one with mark didn't have his camera but i had a camera dest had a camera you had a camera mark had a camera and we're walking around this property it was it was really interesting we're walking around your five acre property and everybody's shooting photographs and everybody's standing there all shooting the photograph in the same direction at the same time and posing for photographs. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful, yes. This this thing will 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 end soon. It nothing is forever. Nothing yeah. is forever. What is what is bad is the shock that the people are having, you know, this limitation that we cannot travel, we cannot go and take a cup of coffee and, and chit chat, you know about these things we must live in, in this period, but we're going to survive, yeah. you know, everything will, will end. Yeah. And it will, it is perfect. Yes, we're going to Janet, beautiful. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, it was so much fun because after everybody took their pictures and um, we put the SD cards, Miles had the computer hooked up to the big TV and everybody had excellent pictures. And what were we saying, Grant, like we, took a hundred pictures and, and we must have had orbs in 99 of them. Like there wasn't a picture, not one orb, many orbs. Right. And then, and Desta was shooting the fabulous colors and, you know, we just, I had a ball that night just showing, you know, everybody. And we got to visit in here with like-minded people. So everybody's open and, and uh, their the intent is good and kind and the orbs showed up in droves, didn't they? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy for the two of you coming out and, and doing this kind of stuff, because uh, I think this is what will change the world. This is uh, the message that people need to hear. we got to keep repeating it. And um, it, it's just, um, uh, to me, it's like, what more could you ask for? That's when I was, and I don't know if I, you heard, this, heard the story. I'm doing this book called The Super Bowl, that this is the story is, and in, in Europe, you'd call it the World Cup soccer. The big, the big game. And I said, um, I'm calling the book because it's, it's these experiences like this spiritual experience I had last night, which is the most dramatic thing I ever had in my life. And, and um, so I, I look at it and I say, I'm going to call the book the Super Bowl. And this voice comes into my head and said, of course, it's called the Super Bowl. What the hell else would you want to call it? Grant, that's a whole other conversation about that voice we all hear over our right shoulder. That could be a whole, that could be a whole podcast in itself. And and I know it's the voice because it's not my ideas because I argue with it, and it's always right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's, that's true. It, it always turns out to be. Uh, it may take a while for you to figure it out. Maybe a couple of years down the road, where you go, Oh yeah, <laughs> they told me this before. Oh, I know, and it and it's present and. I've had that for a long time and then you, you put it away and it comes back and, and it's like, okay, I get it now. I'll just listen. 
Like it's it's right, and, and I know it's not my idea. <laughs> Beautiful. Anything else anybody wants to say before we shut down here? Uh, just quickly, I'm going through all my orb pictures, hundreds and hundreds of them, and I'm working on sorting them and uh, categorizing them. Um, so yeah, somewhere down the road, uh, when I get my act together on that, um, that might be something to consider uh, for a Zoom or something, because then people can see the different kinds of orbs and kind of get an idea what they're looking at, right? If not everybody's going to buy um, uh, the books that we ha that are out there on orbs, not my books, but other people's books. But, you know, once again, just a visual uh, when I get it, you know, to see the veils or to see... Um, some of those granular ones where you zoom in and you can see the energy going on in different directions that I would, I would be thrilled if anybody would want to look at that because that might help, you know, just turn the light on for people. Maybe that's the message too. Eh? Beautiful. Let's do that. And how about you, Annetta? You're ready to show some more photographs later. We can Absolutely. do another. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause we you, should, you, you, we should you, meet again. Yes. You've got you've got tens tens of thousands of photographs, probably. Uh, yes, more. more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have space. <laughs> I I'm just buying new, you know, uh, memory cards and <laughs> pull it so fast. Yes, yes. We should. You know, Anna, some women collect jewelry. You and I have got a problem. <laughs> Orbs, orbs, pictures. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you both for entertaining me again and, and making me feel uh, even more um, the, the, the luckiest person in the world to get to know people like you who are doing this and to see these photographs and to hear the stories. Uh, I think... Um, a, there's even an expression, we are the ones we've been waiting for, that you're waiting for someone to come and give the message to give us an answer. And we are maybe the ones that have the answer that we, we find the answer within ourselves. And so I appreciate the fact that, that um, you are willing to share with me and uh, let's do it again. We'll do a podcast. We'll do a, a video with the, with the orbs. We'll share screen and we'll show some orb photographs and link in some more people. That'd be great. If you, do you remember, Grant, when uh, I first met you after uh, an experiencers group in Winnipeg? I came to you and I said, this guy's going to know about the orbs. I'm going to ask him. He's going to have all the information. <laughs> and that was a weird story. I mean, you can tell the story of how we met. It was pretty, pretty weird. <laughs> oh, well, so I, um, I never been tied up for the Winnipeg experiencers group but for some reason it popped up on my Facebook and it was I think on the Tuesday night and I saw the um, uh, the ad for it that you were speaking uh, that evening I saw this at four o'clock so it's like I said to Miles we got to go in there I've got to meet Grant because there's a bunch of things I wanted to ask you about these orbs and um, so, of course, it was January or February. It was like minus 35. So we go barreling into downtown Winnipeg. And there happens to be a Jets game on that night. Well, gosh, there isn't a parking spot anywhere, right? We're driving around and around. And we know the doors are going to close at 7. And we have to get in there because it's our first time there. We don't really know how all this works. So once again, you know, the little voice says, drive slow down this road. And it's like, there can't be a parking spot there because it's too close to the building. I argue with the voice. And of course, you right, a car pulls out and there was the parking spot and we made a run for it and we got there at seven o'clock and it's just like the odds were so against us, but it happened. <laughs> and I guess it all happens for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. And we will eventually have with the, for Netta, we have a we have a group, there's I think 800 members or something that I started years ago, but um, we were going to have an event where everybody was going to come and shoot, but COVID stopped it. They are going to come to the farm. You're going to have a, one of the meetings there, but it's kind of a, it's getting to be a fairly big group, which um, uh, that's where we met. And it was these synchronicities where you, you run across these, these things that you just follow your, your spirit, follow your voice, you're getting guidance and um, everything will work out in the end. And everything is, is, Perfect. And uh, so thank you very much for. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Grant. And I'm happy that you are 
yes, great guy, writing and searching and yes, thank you very much. Thanks from the from the side of the, the friends <laughs> because yeah. they want you that you write and make interviews and collecting pictures and uh, thank you very much. Thank you. And we, we may we may do one when you go to your 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 um, um, cabin or your your second house because you have a very beautiful area there with the with the water and stuff like that. And uh, just last reminder, I always tell you when you you posted that thing where you're driving down the road there and it's it's sort of <laughs> on the edge of the mountain there on the 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 ocean and I'm going you're going too fast and that is slow down it's like oh no. just <laughs> and I told you it is a small car it seems like I'm going fast <laughs> yeah. it's very small yeah so maybe yeah so maybe we can do one live from 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 your deck of your Absolutely. your place yes. it's beautiful beautiful you're very welcome to to come to my house yes I've seen this open up this yeah. kind of thing and okay, then we can that's, travel. Yes, that's wonderful. We'll have an orb shoot at your place. We'll all go to Absolutely. Uh, to your place. Let's let's shoot. try now that we are we are now closed. Okay, we are closed. But what I'm what I'm saying to everybody, just uh, this is the time, as you said also before. In every bad situation, there is also a good situation. You know, so in this bad situation that we are all closed, we should go more deeply open to go openly in ourselves. So yeah. we, we will find all answers. So we, we should use this situation, you know. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It, it has, everything has a good side and a bad side. It's like uh, you're being dealt cards and it's how do you play the cards? You get Absolutely. good cards, bad cards, and you can make good cards out of anything. It's, it's not, people are always trying to change the dealer. Change me, give me a different deal. Don't, don't <laughs> deal with those cards, deal with different cards. And we, I think we have in some ways learned uh, through this to um, find a positive and learn from it. Absolutely. So wonderful. Let's let's see. We'll put this out and maybe um, we can have a thing where somewhere in the world, whether it's your place or here, because um, a lot of people like to travel and they like to get together and uh, we'll have a giant orb shoot and it'll be famous. We'll have all the orb people from around the world and uh, make a big big noise and everybody will know what's going on. That'd be fabulous. <laughs> good to talk to you again, Annetta. Oh, good to talk to you, Janet. And Miles, yeah. hi to Miles too. Hello. <laughs> Beautiful. And you're, do you sell your orb uh, art there? Um, I, I haven't got quite there yet, but uh, you know what? I've had several people talking to me about it and um, so I think there's more of them in the in the making because um, I just you want to talk quickly about a synchronicity. So here's something funny. So the other night, uh, Saturday night, Miles was selling um, a jacket on Kijiji. So this gentleman comes out to buy the jacket. He asked to see the orb art. He is actually owns a hair salon and he features a different um, uh, artist for every two months. He walks. He wants to ask if he can look at my stuff. Everybody masks up. He comes in and he says, this is fabulous. I've got this window on Portage Avenue. I want you for the Christmas season. Oh my you know? God. And he wants to come pick out 10 pieces. And, and it just kind of blows your mind. Did that really happen? And so the synchronicities are crazy. What are the odds of this, right? So, and he's really smitten with those orb pieces. So I'm pretty sure I have to make more. <laughs> Wow, that, that's that's very cool. We'll have to uh, profile some photographs of the uh, of the windows when when it all goes up. Yeah, so just listen and go with the flow. Like I'm telling the you, flow. the universe deliver, delivers wonderful things. That, that's the basic message I got last night. I can absolutely assure you, it's under control. Everything's okay. Absolutely guarantee you. There's no doubt about it. The experience I had, and I, eventually I will write it up. I'm, well, I'm going to try to write it up because it's quickly disappearing into the ether. Right. So I've got to try to yeah. write it you down. You have to but, write uh, it. You have to. Sorry, uh, Grant. You have to write it and tell about your experiences. We we are talking about our experiences, and you just <laughs> hearing. You are not talking about yours. It is very interesting to hear about yours. Yeah. This this was. Um, 
I, this was almost of biblical proportions. It was, it was that dramatic. I mean, it was, um, I was wow. going after something else and, uh, this came out. So I'll write it up and I'll, I'll send you a copy of the chapter when it comes, I'll send both of you a copy of the chapter okay. and it'll eventually be in this book called the Super Bowl, which is what I think it's about. We, you are, we're all playing in this massive game that, uh, when you realize what's going on, you realize this is the biggest story that will ever happen in the world. And we got to play in it. We got to be part in the front. We got to know what was going on. We got to play the game, take the photographs. And 500 years from now, everybody will know uh, what we did and uh, how, we, how, how we were so lucky that we got to be there at the beginning and figure it out and stuff like that. So I think we're very, um, very lucky to be playing this game. And I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be playing with the two of you. Absolutely. I can Thanks appoint so you to read about that. Thank you, Grant. I'll send Thank it you. to you. I'll send it to you. You'll be very surprised. Thank you. That's a cliffhanger for all the people listening. They're going to go, what's going on here? Okay. Okay. Thank you and have a good day. We'll talk Perfect. to you later. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, Anetta. Thanks, Janet. Bye. Bye-bye. That's this week's episode of the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Cameron, hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes. Links to my YouTube interviews, books, and my Facebook sites are in the show notes. If you love the podcast or learn something valuable, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on today's episode. If you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know. Until next time, watch this space, and thank you so much for listening.